بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا My brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us two lives two lives the relationship between the two lives is that one life is for the sake of the other not at the expense of the other hmm? you understand the difference Allah ta'ala gave us two lives with a relationship between them and the relationship between the two lives is one life is for the sake of the other it is not at the expense of the other the life of this dunya which is limited and the life of the akhira which is unlimited both these lives are linked there is a connection and the connection is a direct connection it's a proportionate success in one is success in the other because this is another mistaken impression we have we feel that somehow we have to lose here to gain there no success in this dunya is success in the akhirah firaun and qarun failed in the akhirah and also destroyed their dunya right finished dunya gone all the wealth and power and dynasty and everything finished they destroyed their akhirah and the dunya also got destroyed Yusuf alayhi salam chose the prison over disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he made his akhirah and Allah gave him dunya also. Because he became the governor of Egypt. The Anbiya alayhi salam and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam sahaba ridwanullahi alayhi ajma'in they succeeded in the akhirah and they are also the most honorable in the dunya. Hmm? We don't even take the name of a sahabi without saying radiyallahu anhu radiyallahu anha if we take the name of a sahabi and we do not say that what what will people say they will say this man is a jahil no, he has no adab he is simply saying abu bakar umar what do you mean abu bakar radiyallahu anhum radiyallahu anhuma eh? they made their akhirah and their dunya also got made and allah gave them this honor till the end of time now allah subhanahu wa taala sent us with abilities to act and judgment about what to do and what kinds of actions to do allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us guidance about the best actions which will help us to fulfill the reason he sent us as well as to do great things for ourselves in the dunya but he did not compel us he did not force us to do one thing or another but he gave us the choice to choose what actions we want to do each of which has an effect every action has an effect and allah did not force us to do this or that allah gave us a choice so he gave us the life of the dunya to build the life of the akhirah and that's the, that is the connection and for that he gave us the ability to choose and make effort about which he will question us allah will question us about the choice and the effort for example allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question us about the effort we made to accumulate wealth where did you get it from what choice did you make what effort did you make 
he will not question us about how much wealth we accumulated. Hmm? One of the questions of the day of judgment, what about wealth? What is the question? Two questions. Where did you earn it? Where did you spend it? Allah will not say how much did you earn? Why did you not earn 300 billion? No. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ The test is to see who does the best deeds, not who accumulates the most material. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decisions are made on the basis of amal. ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ Amal. Fasad is because of Amal. Not Mal. Not on the basis of wealth. But we, may Allah forgive us and may Allah guide us, we spoil our Amal to accumulate Mal. Material wealth. By choosing to accumulate the material wealth in ways which are prohibited. Now take account of the Amal you earn just like you take account of the Mal you earn. This is something we should do for ourselves. We count how many, how much money we make, right? We have, a, we have balance sheets, we have, we have an account, we have this, that. We must have the same kind of accountability for our amal. What, how much amal did I do today? What did I earn today? Because that is the wealth, the real wealth, which will go with us into our graves. Whereas all our material wealth will be left behind. The Hadith of Wasallam. he said there are three who accompany. Hmm? One is left in the house itself. And that is the wealth, material wealth. The second set will go up to the cemetery, which is friends and family, what not, what not, who will go bury you. And only the third one goes with you in the cover. What is the amal? So if we spoil that amal for the sake of these other two, that's a very bad bargain, right? And so therefore, as people who have wealth, Anybody who has wealth, we have a responsibility to those who do not have wealth. So, for example, what would you say to the one who has food regarding someone who is starving? What would you say? Say, feed him. You have Allah has given you, so give something to that person. What would you say to the one who has knowledge regarding the one who has no knowledge, who is ignorant? Say, please teach him. Huh? Supposing somebody, you find a brother who is praying, is salah is wrong. And you know what is wrong. And you don't say anything. That is bad, no? You must teach him. What would you say to the one who cures doctors about somebody who is sick? Please help him. Cure is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you help him. So therefore, what would you say to the one who has iman regarding those who don't have iman? What would you say to the one who knows Allah regarding those who do not know Allah? Uh, what do you think? And that is the question we have to ask ourselves. Hmm? See, if you see, if you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us is what? Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi l'akhirat hasana wa qina azaban nar. Nabi sallallahu in the hadith he said, this dunya is the mazrawul akhirah. He said, this is the farm, this is the tilling land. For the Akhirah. Akbar Ilahabadi, one of the great poets of our countries, Bada Acha Unka Sher Hai, Unhone Kaha, Dunia Me Hoon, 
دنیا کا طلبگار نہیں ہوں دنیا میں ہوں دنیا کا طلبگار نہیں ہوں بازار سے گزرا ہوں خریدار نہیں ہوں بازار سے گزرا ہوں خریدار نہیں ہوں ہی سر آئی لو ان دا ورلڈ بٹ آئی ڈونٹ ڈیزائر دا ورلڈ ہی سر آئی ایم اونلی پاسنگ تھرو دا مارکیٹ آئی ایم ناٹ اے کسٹمر آئی ایم ناٹ بائنگ اینی تھنگ دیٹ از دا ریزن آئی سی دیٹ دیر از نو کانفلکٹ بٹوین دین اینڈ دنیا دا ٹو آر ریلیٹڈ دنیا از ناٹ دی اپوزٹ آف دین دین از دا وے ٹو لو ان دا دنیا دیر از نو دنیا دیر از نو دین آفٹر ڈیتھ So there's no friction and contradiction between the two. On the contrary, you can only attain excellence in deen through excellence in dunya. Now, sadly, we don't seem to see this. And we uh, sacrifice the deen and sacrifice the akhirah for our dunya. The love of dunya that people talk about has nothing to do with wealth. Nothing at all. It has to do with the love of material things to the exclusion of the love of Allah. A beggar on the street is not the most spiritual person. Hmm? As a matter of fact, he may be far less spiritual than somebody who has a lot of, lot of wealth but is focused on charity. He loves what little he has and the fact that he believes that he has to beg all day so much that he doesn't even bother to pray. Hmm? How many in our countries we see a lot of beggars on Fridays they are practically every masjid has a line of beggars. How many of those have you ever seen to, who, who are even pray, even sitting there? He comes to the Juma Masjid to pray. The Salah is fard on him also. He won't pray. He's just there, for, there to beg. So love of dunya has nothing to do with how much you have. It has to do with how much you love it in relation to how much more or less you love Allah. As long as you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more, you can be the king of the world. But the dunya will not distract you from deen. And this is what we see with the Khulafa Rashidin, we see with the, 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 the uh, uh, Umar Abdul Aziz Rahmatullahi, for example, and so on. People who were not distracted, they were, they, were, they, had, they were sitting on wealth, but didn't distract them. So their dunya and deen is linked and completely indispensable. And that is the reason why we should keep this in mind. And inshallah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to uh, have the right perspective. I don't, I deliberately do not use the word balance because uh, people think that balance means that, you know, you have some of this, some of that. No. Allah sent us into this world for what? For His worship alone. Nothing else. So it's not a question of balance. It's a question of given the resources I have, which is my health, my wealth, my knowledge and everything else, how do I attain the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And as long as I'm doing that, then this will not distract me from that purpose of the Rida of Allah SWT. So we ask Allah SWT to give us the perspective and always remind us to keep only one thing in mind which is His Rida. And to live our lives in a way where He is pleased with us And we ask Allah SWT to make it easy for us and it becomes easy when we keep this in focus. Then there's no, there's no conflict. We ask Allah SWT to always enable us to keep in focus that the only thing which matters is the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi al-mayim bi rahmatika al-mayim.